Hi, this is Alex Hicken. Um, we have a new, another guest for the Your Friends in the Gospel podcast. I mean, it's very special to meet him because he's been an active and faithful follower of my content or effort. <laughs> uh, his name is Tanner Sperry. He was a blogger. He didn't really contribute to the Mormon YSA blogspot, but I'm pretty sure I shared his content or whatever he did uh, share. Um, yeah, thank you for your constant support. Hey, you're um, welcome. Good to be here, Alex. How have you been? Oh, this last week at least has been has been really good. Yeah. How That's about good. you? Uh, my wife started working this past week, so it's kind of adjusting and it's kind of, I think it makes life a little more stable. It's good. Yeah. That's good. So uh, what is your story? How, what do you want to say? <laughs> my story, uh, let's see. Well, I, I, I did grow up in the church. Um, one of my fondest memories in my whole life is uh, my day of baptism and confirmation. Um, let's see what else can I share? Um, let's see. I a lot of things in life didn't go how I planned. Um, you know, I've still had a good life, but due to health issues, uh, you know insomnia or whatever um i didn't end up doing a, a traditional mission um <laughs> but i was still able to do kind of a, a mission in in mississippi um so i've had a lot of uh neat experiences um nice. getting to meet people and seeing people change um been pretty amazing i have one story where there's a guy who um ended up reading my favorite chapter which is alma 26 and he was just so excited about it. He's uh -huh. like, oh man, these guys are, you know, excited of this change of heart that, that was brought about by these these people. And I just thought it was so cool. Um, another thing that didn't go as expected was um, I didn't make it into BYU out of high school, um, but that's okay because I ended up transferring in. Um, and I feel like it probably worked better that way um, just because, you know, BYU is such a big school, I think. It helped to, you know, kind of ease my way into college <laughs> and get there. Yeah. Um, another thing is, you know, I expect to be to be married by now, but, uh, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> so yeah. that's that's kind of it. Um, I grew up really liking uh, social studies, you know, uh, geography and history. Um, really got into Spanish. And... Um, yeah, I'm able to use those uh, in my profession now, so it's fun. And what do you do for your profession? So I don't work at a school, but I work um, in education, like uh, make curriculum for oh, teachers wow. and students, yeah. That's cool. Did you study like education administration? Or? No, I, I studied Spanish. <laughs> oh, cool. So, uh, 
So how did you uh, discover the Mormon YSA blog spot or the single adult blogs of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? So I don't, I don't entirely remember, but I, I think it might have been just through Twitter somehow. Yeah. Maybe, it, did you reach out and message me or um, <laughs> retweeted something I shared? I don't know how it happened, but. Oh, yeah. Maybe I was looking for bloggers and stuff yeah <laughs> yeah and then um you went through a time where you weren't really contributing to the blog right was it around the time you got married or something or yeah because um... i think it was like five or six years ago when i found out about it so it's been a while but yeah that's pretty early i we started, or I, my, the goal was to kind of make the blog a place where single adults could share their example and testimony of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so it started maybe eight years ago and six pretty early and you've been there for Pretty much, it feels like most of the time, <laughs> as long as I remember. Um, so how do you express your example and testimony of Jesus Christ? Um, Maybe through your blog or life. Well, I haven't, I, yeah, I haven't updated that one in a long time. But I guess something I could share was I, I did put up an article um, it was, I think, on Christmas or maybe Christmas Eve, um, talking about a gift that was um, available for free to everyone, and it was about the Book of Mormon. <laughs> nice. So I shared that and um, had a link for people to, to get a Book of Mormon if they wanted, and I think I you know, shared my testimony on there. So. And where did you publish that at? Did you publish it at? U Sports was it U Sports blogspot? Uh, U U Score Yeah, or is it the U Score? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure what the name is. <laughs> it's been a while. Yeah, I I looked at it and I thought it was interesting. It you, what I saw it was like some maybe like some scores of several different. Uh, sport events and uh, yeah a lot of it was about sports i tried to do everything in english and in spanish <clears throat> but i covered just a bunch of different topics so so i was wondering if that was like uh, a widget or you actually produced that image it looked like as an image which one at the top well when i looked at the blog it looked like there's only one page to it so it, and it had a bunch of scores and it looked like it was one image of various sports. Oh, um, I had I had different links on there you could go to, hmm. to like different topics and yeah maybe like a recent article or something was talking about a a, a score. But yeah, nice. Yeah, each person has their interests and their example of 
how they express their life and how they have their own, everybody has their own interests. <laughs> yeah. So do you have any spiritual thoughts or anything you learned recently you wanted to share with the community? Yeah, there are um, a few things that are maybe, I won't start a tangent now, but I might end up, end up doing a little tangent later. <laughs> uh, so it's something I recently learned like a week ago in in Helaman, uh chapter 15, verse 7. And this, I believe, um, is uh, Samuel the Lamanite. He's talking to the Nephites. He said, and behold, you do know of yourselves, for you have witnessed it, that as many of you as are brought to the knowledge of the truth and to know of the wicked and abominable traditions of their fathers and are led to believe the holy scriptures, yea, the prophecies of the holy prophets, which are written, which leadeth them to faith on the Lord and unto repentance, which faith and repentance bringeth a change of heart unto them. Therefore, as many as have come to this, ye know of yourselves are firm and steadfast in the faith and in the things wherewith they have been made free. So I, I really like the scripture um, because it's talking about how, you know, what the knowledge of the truth can, can do for you. Um, it talks about it leads them. Um, so the scriptures and the prophets uh, lead them to have faith in Jesus Christ. And faith in Jesus Christ leads to repentance. Um, obviously, you know, something you have to choose to do. Mm -hmm. um, faith and repentance bringeth a change of heart unto them. So you become a new, a new person. And you become firm and steadfast in this faith over time. And then over time, uh, you're made free, which I think is interesting. I think a lot of people think of um, the gospel as restricting. Um, <laughs> but it, I mean, yeah, I guess it'd be nice to have no responsibilities or whatever. Um, but I think eventually <clears throat> that's going to catch up to you. Um, yeah, I was kind of thinking the kind of the on the other side, other people in the world, they may feel stuck and they can't change. And the verse might be some, uh, some words of hope because they do have a change of heart if they try to repent and they're not stuck in whatever situation they're in. They may think they're free, but they're actually kind of, they might be stuck also. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's a, a scripture. There are two scriptures that I really like. Um, and somebody shared a recent, shared recently in a lesson about how, if you think of, of the gospel of climbing up a mountain, you know, going on a hike and there's switchbacks, um if if people stop early it's like oh i want to stop it you know the second switchback i'm done i don't have to carry my backpack anymore or whatever this is cool um but then you think about the people that continue on 
eventually they're going to get to the top and they're going to have, you know, that awesome view of everything. Hmm. So, yeah, there may have to be different trials and struggles there, um, but eventually they're going to get they're going to get the better view, the better picture of everything. And uh, yeah, so that to me, I think um, explains things pretty well. And yeah, what I was going to say is, I think it's the third Nephi where the Lord says that the wicked will have joy in their um, joy for a season. Um, so yeah, I mean, people might be comfortable with where they are, um, you know, right now, um, whether in the gospel or out of the gospel. Um, but eventually there's going to be a, you know, a day of reckoning, you could say. So. Yeah. I like that parable that you shared. Um, people may be frustrated because they don't have the whole picture while they go through the switchbacks. And, and I think that's been a theme maybe in a lot of general conference talks where people may leave or have issues with the church, but they leave because they don't have answers. And you, if you make it to the top and make it to the end, eventually you have the knowledge of everything. Yeah, and what you just said there is, is something I actually wanted to talk about. Um, is just because you don't have the answers to something, you don't get an answer to something, doesn't mean that there isn't one. If you think about, you know, Thomas Edison and the light bulb, he's like, well, dang, you know, I tried 10, 20 times. I guess it doesn't work. But no, there's definitely, there's still that potential uh, for the light bulb to work. Uh, you just got to be patient and work towards finding that solution. And then with what, you know, the airplane or whatever, like for hundreds, hundreds of years, um, I think people made different sketches or whatever, tried to fly and eventually it's like, well, it's not going to work. But then the, the two brothers are like, well, let's, let's see if we can make this work. They tried and, and they got it to work, even though they didn't have the answer. Uh, I think for a while they weren't successful. So I think the same thing you know, applies to the gospel. You know, you don't have an answer to something. It doesn't mean uh, that there isn't one. Yeah, I had uh, a spiritual thought, but I don't think it really matches the theme. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all right. You can share it if you'd like. <laughs> sure, I, I'll share it. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think uh, I was going through, uh, since we're studying Come Follow Me, um, I've been looking at the Joseph Smith translation of Genesis. And I think this Joseph Smith translation of uh, maybe tra chapter 17 of Genesis kind of reveals um, the real purpose of circumcision that may have been lost. Um, in the original uh, like commandment, um, God was saying to Abraham 
that my people have gone astray from my precepts and have not kept my ordinances, which I have given unto their fathers. And they have not observed mine anointing and the burial or baptism wherewith I commanded them, but have turned from the commandment and taken unto themselves the washing of children and the sprinkling and the blood of sprinkling. And I've said that the blood of the righteous Abel is shed for sin and have not known wherein they are accountable before me. So yeah, God was telling them that the people have gone away and they kind of made up their own version of the gospel and they think that Abel may have been Christ. But yeah. But he said, yeah, the people, it seemed like the people back then were worried about their children. It's like, what if they die early and they're not baptized? Are they going to not make it to heaven? So they started baptism early in their life. And he says, but as for thee, behold, I will make a covenant with thee and thou shalt be a father of many nations. And this covenant I make that all thy children may be known among all nations, neither shall Neither shall thy name any more be able, a, Abram, but thy name shall be called Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. Yeah, and later on he says, I will establish a covenant of circumcision with thee, and it shall be a covenant between me and thee and thy seed after thee in their generations that thou mayest know forever that the children are not accountable before me until they're eight years old. And thou shalt observe to keep all my covenants wherein I covenanted with thy fathers, and thou shalt keep the commandments which I've given thee with mine own mouth. And I'll be a God unto thee and thy seed forever after Yeah. <clears throat> so I think it's awesome because it brings up a doctrine that a lot of people worry about and wonder. <laughs> it's like there's millions and billions of children that have died before the age eight. Like, are they lost? Are they, what's gonna happen to their souls? And the children are sinless and they're accountable for their sins only after they turn eight years old. Yeah. And it's in Genesis, way pretty early in Genesis. And 
That was a Justice Space translation you read, right? Yeah. It's it's missing from Genesis. Yeah. If you go into the, the I have it up in the appendix also. It, you gotta go into the back. It's not just in the footnotes. Yeah, because it's too long <laughs> to put in the footnotes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's kind of a weird tradition or covenant or ordinance that we practice, but it's a, it's a promise that God has made to man that our children are uh, pure and you don't have to worry about their uh, salvation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that brings me to two things. Um, <clears throat> have you heard of the 1820 musical? No, I haven't. Okay, they have a song um, called Alive in Christ. Um, it just talks about, you know, the, the hope um, that we can have um, for, for little kids, you know, that have um, died at, at, you know, young ages. Um, I really <laughs> like the musical. I think, yeah, look into it. Um, it's pretty neat. Uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up that you mentioned was, was Come Follow Me and Joseph Smith's translation is um, during a Come Follow Me group study like a year ago, I think, uh, one of my friends brought up, actually maybe I'll, I'll see if he ever wants to, to join you. Um, one of my friends brought up, ha have you ever looked into the 1828 Webster Dictionary? Yeah, I, that uh, dictionary was recommended to me because it kind of matches the same time as the translation. Yeah. So, yeah, he word, recommended. Yeah, the words applied in the scriptures or the translation has come from that time period. So those definitions match better. Yeah, because a lot of words, you know, have changed. He recommended using that. And one of the examples he gave was with Joseph Smith translation. Often we think of it in the context of like a language, one language to another. Huh. But really... Back then, translating was more like, I mean, to move something. So translating, going from, from heaven to earth, you know, through revelation, that's what that was about. So it was a translation. Just in our heads, um, we think of translation as being language first. That wasn't really the case back then. Um, so I think that was, that's something that's really cool. Um, yeah, that makes sense because... I don't think Joseph Smith had the original like Latin version of the the Bible. Egyptian or oh, Egyptian oh, oh the Bible yeah yeah it just is coming straight from God <laughs> and he's right translating it that's awesome now I was wondering for a sec if you're going to the Book of Mormon translation I was like no we're not, we're not talking about that right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's true I mean that but it was a translation just you know, with the presentism, presentism we have, where we see everything through the context of our modern age, you know, huh. um, I think it's kind of hard for a lot of people to, um, I guess, have compassion on people with the way things were in the past. And 
and understand how um, how their lives were. But yeah, that was just one example. Um, there, there are a lot of words you can look up um, in that dictionary, just online, you can find it. That gave you a lot more context um, to the scriptures. Hmm. Yeah, my wife, he all, she always questions words and meanings. <laughs> um, maybe I could recommend that to you also. Yeah. So yeah, she, and then this same friend, he uh, studies a lot of Hebrew words. <laughs> so you know, when you're we're doing an Old Testament right now, he's like, "Oh, do you know what this means? This and this." Um, yeah, talking about um, is it mercy, grace, um, and the word atonement. Uh, those types of words. If you look up some of the root meanings, it it's pretty eye opening. Um, you know, you can learn a lot from it. So, hmm. so yeah, unless you have anything else, we could uh, close the podcast. Um, thank you for your contributions and your faithful, uh, you've been an active follower of the publication or outlet that a media outlet that i do yeah i've, I've been decent in it <laughs> yeah i but think now yeah. that you're starting to put out more content it seems like yeah i can be more active in it so yeah even when i first started the podcast and maybe call it the first season maybe you you're active and asked for me to share it with you and stuff yeah, hey, we'll maybe uh, do this again sometime soon. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh, okay. Yeah, talk later. Yeah.